0: Just kidding. Funny, you started the episode before I was actually like in the room. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, and here's your second host, Rachel Mogan. <laughs> <laughs> we well, can totally use this uh, We're just gonna go, go You wanna roll with it Alright Well here with Team Chat Podcast We get fresh coffee Before we record Or as we're recording And we also talk about games The ones we love The ones we hate And everything in between New episodes come out Tuesdays 9am central time And you can get those On podcast services Around the world wide web I really love this This is fun I like this <laughs> It's like a little Behind the scenes just To pre-recording It's scenes. a lot of fun I like this You can listen to those On Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts All the different places You can go to Teenchat.com Slash where to listen to see the full list of all the places we are. You can also watch a video version on YouTube. If you want, you can find us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a Discord server that you can join because it's a whole lot of fun. And we, and then also, we're a completely listener supported show. So if you wanted to, because you really love what we're creating, you like these little fun things that we do to spice up the life of every episode. <laughs> is this
1: spicing it up. This is spicing <laughs> up. Change <laughs> is the spice of life, as they say.
0: And so. If you want to contribute and help make the show bigger and better, you can do that by going to patreon.com teamchatpodcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you a cool perks, like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release in both the audio and video formats. And regardless of tier, all patrons get access to a private Discord channel on our server, the Rogues Gallery. It's a lot of fun. I like it.
1: It's where we put all of the uh, hot gossip about all the other patrons that aren't paid.
0: Mm, We
1: really talk a lot of smack on (laughs) that. That's true. But actually,
0: a lot of it is just... Some fun behind the scenes stuff, <laughs> extra special conversations. Like we'll usually like put out some special fun little things there that we just want that we little fun side gifts and things like that for the patrons. Indeed, smack talk might be included. Who knows? <laughs> but for the most, time, it's mostly most of time, smack talk. It's fun stuff. Oh, we we have very different <laughs> <laughs> opinions. on what the I don't know is. what
1: Discord you're on, but oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I thought I
0: was on a good one, but
1: and apparently not. not apparently it's not. a toxic cesspool.
0: <laughs> it's real like ancient. <laughs> Oh, man. So, we, yeah, before we get into the topic of today, we do have a little bit of a moment with Mogan. So, let's get a little bit of that news.
1: Uh, stall for me while I pull it up because stalling. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, Still keep, stalling. Keep stalling. Keep stalling. I was pulling up something else for the episode ah. and forgot about got, my other. pull up those um, notes. All right. So, in case you missed it, I just want to go back and briefly touch on some of the games that came out uh, just about a week before this one, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, uh, Everybody, and it's spelled B-U-D-D-Y. <laughs> Isn't that adorable? Um, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, Everybody, comes out for PS4 and Switch on March 20th, Peasant Night.
0: And so, question. I'm assuming that's, because it's Chocobo's, it's Final Fantasy related.
1: Yes. Okay. Chocobo's are a Final Fantasy creature. Yes. Uh, we could absolutely talk about Chocobo's on this episode, that's but I didn't think to do, to do that before, so my bad. Uh, Peasant Knight, which I assume is the poor person's version of Shovel Knight, uh, is coming to Switch on March 22nd. Uh, Also, excuse me, came out on March 22nd. Another one that we kind of missed, which I'm really bummed about. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice came out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 22. Unravel 2 also made it to the Switch on March 22nd as well. And out now, as of this episode's release date on March 26th, we have Atelier Lulua, or Atelier Atelier, Lulua, I have no idea how you pronounce this. These JRPGs are killing me. (laughs) Um, Anyways, Atelier, Lulua, the Scion of Arland, comes out for PS4 and Switch on March 26th. Oh, God. Okay, Dang, Dangan Ronpa Trilogy comes out for PS4 on March 26th as well. Dragon marked for death. That's a nice easy one. March 26th for the Switch. Final Fantasy 7. The, the original non-remastered the remastered one. Remastered. Yes, it's coming. Oh, yes, de- technically
0: it's a remake, not a remake.
1: I mean, it's a remake. <laughs>
0: because they're like totally changing how it's going to look.
1: They, they will, but this isn't that right, version. This, this is that. just Final Fantasy. It's not even a remake. It's, it's just, just Final port, Fantasy VII. Yeah, It's yeah. a port. Uh, but that's actually coming to Xbox One. Oh, interesting. And Switch. Okay, right. Because I think go. you could already get it on PS. I think you could already get it through the PlayStation Store. Yeah, I think you could. Uh, but yeah, so it's making its way to Xbox One and Switch, March 26 as well. A lot is coming out this day. Good God. Um, Generation Zero for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Also March 26. MLB The Show 19.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for that one.
1: Cub uh, pit for PS4. No, I love sports <laughs> ball games. March 26. Nelke and the legendary alchemists Ateliers of the New World (laughs) Man, a lot
0: to do with Ateliers
1: I hate these games (laughs) Comes out for PS4 and Switch on March 26th, we also have The Princess Guide for PS4 and Switch and The Walking Dead the final season, episode 4 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, and then finally coming soon we have Yoshi's Crafted World which I am actually really excited excited about. about. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World comes out for Switch March 29th, followed by Tropico 6. I assume the Tropical... Man, they are making
0: a lot of those games.
1: I assume that that is the uh, Tropical version of Yoshi's Crafted World, which, very exciting. Uh, That's for PS4, Xbox One, and PC March 29th as well. And then we also have Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, Backslash, Liberation Remastered for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then finally, to close out the month, we have American Ninja Warrior for, for, for PS4, Xbox One, oh, and Switch man. on March 31st. A video game version
0: you would thought never would happen. America. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. That is interesting. I'm going to have to look at just, gameplay of that. Is it
1: like a quick time obstacle course? It has How, to be, right? What could this game be? Oh, I'm so well, curious now. Well, it's obviously now. not because it's not in the parentheses, but wouldn't that make a fun VR game? Yeah. Yeah. You missed opportunity.
0: You'd get really fit. You'd get really fit. Um, get really so fit. fit.
1: Or you would just kill yourself trying to do moves you shouldn't be Trip able over your coffee yet. table. Exactly.
0: Bust open your shins. And then who wants to play after that?
1: As people from a show related to offices might say, hardcore parkour. Hardcore parkour. <laughs> parkour. <laughs> but anyways that is the gauntlet of games that, that was a gauntlet. lot i, that think, was that a lot. I think that is the most i think that might be the most a single moment with Moku. not only was it a crap ton of long names it was also just a ton of games yeah a lot of stuff coming out march is freaking packed uh anyways so that's what's coming out and came out and coming soon
0: <laughs> boom i gotta say like i haven't had a chance to play it yet at the time of this recording. Uh, but i am excited about sekiro shadows die twice and i know i said in the last episode or our last uh, non-replay episode that i was wanting to g- probably not skip on division 2 and play sekiro but now i'm just seeing that hype about the division but i'm going to hold off i'm holding off don't don't worry don't worry i'm holding off are you still going to give the sekiro. division 2 no, not right now. Thank
1: God. Okay. No, no, no. That's I want to do Sekiro. Okay. I've so, got Anthem. I still have so much Anthem yeah, I I was about do. to say you like, already I don't have both of those Division names. Two in the form of Anthem. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and and Division Two won't let me be a javelin that flies around and blows stuff up.
1: True. Can you fly in the division? No. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Destiny. Right, oh, yeah. the Division's division is here. the one that's in like a city, and yeah, you're like yeah, a yeah, normal yeah. person. Yes. Even worse, this time it's yeah, DC. definitely don't do that. Yeah, I'm
0: not, I'm not going to do it. Good. I'm going for. I'm going to stick with Anthem for my loot shooter game. Loot shooter, loot shooter fix. Then I'm going. Like I said, I want to try Sekiro. But I'm shooter. also very excited, even though I know it's not one of the more loved of the series. Very excited for the Assassin's Creed Three Remaster. Oh. I loved the setting of that one. The story well, had its weaknesses, but the setting was great.
1: Three is pretty well liked, isn't it? I thought it's that two and two, three. No, two. Oh, is it just two?
0: Two and its spinoffs, uh, Brotherhood and Revelations, are like oh. the re- like I would say probably some of the more loved of the gotcha. series of the later of the earlier entries in the series. Three kind of fell pretty flat for people. It had some different choices and mechanics in the story. Like, for instance, you play as not the main character for a oh, couple hours Oh, I was about to say, were you, are
1: you still Ezio?
0: No, you're not. Oh, this okay. is the one that takes place during the American Revolution.
1: Gross. Never mind. I can see why it's much hated. It's fun.
0: <laughs> I liked the setting a lot. Because all we had before was either Middle Eastern or Italy.
1: Yeah, both better than the American
0: Revolution. True. But for a change of pace in the Assassin's Creed series, it was great. Change and of then pace is Liberation, for punks. <laughs> Liberation actually takes place in colonial New Orleans. And allows you to be the first female assassin in the series,
1: Evangely. See, I would like that more if it also happened to overlap... I I forgot her name. Yeah, well, whatever. If it also happened to overlap with the events of Interview with a Vampire, where, like, you get to Colonial New Orleans, and you're, like, the female assassin, right? And your job is, yo, we've heard about these, like, gay bro vampires out there killing everybody, and they adopted what's her name? Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst? Dunst? Yeah. <laughs> can you do something about that? And I'd be like, yes, I can. can. That sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> and then it just rolls on and then it just into going. True Blood.
1: Into- <laughs> yes, True Blood, just exactly. To, to oh, that would be fantastic. So I, I have ideas for Assassin's Creed. <laughs> call, call a Ubisoft. All right, all right. I'm
0: writing it down. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to these after the, after the episode. <laughs> so the main topic though, that we want to talk about today is like I said earlier, it is about characters, but what about characters specifically We wanted to talk about character design.
1: Character design.
0: Basically, it could be main characters. It could be side characters. It could be anything. But but examples that stood out to us... In games of like either that was really impressive or even we're going to take it another way and go with some that might not be our favorite too like some odd choices and everything. But I kind of figured maybe we'd not necessarily look at this one as lists because this is one that I, as we were getting it I was like man we're going to start talking and we're just going to yeah. snowball.
1: It's more like it, we're so basically in terms of character design we don't just mean the look of the characters. Character is so much more right. than just physical appearance. So that's definitely part of it. That's where my mind it. went to first. Yeah but other, other uh, facets of a character are also of course what soundtrack goes along with them Uh, what is their environment like in the context of the broader game because sometimes especially in video games i feel like character and environment are frequently really difficult to extract from each other because they're so heavily dependent on one another Mm -hmm. most video games aren't uh super super open world in that everything is the same in most games, every area has its own differences and unique aspects to it, and it, assuming that you find different characters in these different portions of the game, it can really impact how you view them. Oh, absolutely. So some of the things that I've got, like, cooking around in my head are kind of themed on that, but so it's not just, what do they look like? It's also, what do they make us feel like?
0: The look, though, is important, because it it's usually your first impression of this of character. Of course,
1: indeed. Much like our own visages yes. which we look pretty terrible <laughs> today it's
0: an early sunday morning we've had we've had some it's weeks it's saturday is it saturday it oh, is my so, week is off yeah, i have no idea it's okay but, that uh, gives
1: you an idea of how it's going how we are,
0: but we're still here <laughs> we're still here we're bringing you that sweet sweet <laughs> sweet. sweet game and goodness
1: but so oh, let's boy.
0: go wanna let's jump into this so Let's start then with ones that appear that appealed to you by look.
1: Okay, so by look, and this is kind of like a bit of a story. So, like, okay. strap All right. in. All right. and this has to do with one of my uh, kind of favorite games, but also kind of not. We talked about it a lot previously. Breath of the Wild. Yes, I wondered so, if you were going to
0: bring up any it- iterations. I thought
1: of really hard about how I wanted to discuss the Legend of Zelda because there were a ton of things all across the entire series of Legend of Zelda that I wanted to talk about. I was like, I could talk about all the different designs of the great fairies throughout Mm -hmm. all the different Mm -hmm. games. I could talk about all of Link's redesigns throughout the years. Did you know that he used to have pink hair? No. Oh my God, did you really not know that? I did not know that. His earliest designs, I think it was partially just because of the shading and the pixeling, he has pink hair. Actually, the uh, Link to the Past Link he has pink hair. Interesting. Yeah, I think it uh, maybe goes hand-in-hand hand with one of his later outfits. Like, eventually you get a red tunic that's like the Goron tunic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, mountain tunic? I forget the details. Um, but yes, Wait, hair is pink. You don't?
0: You're not sure of his details? Of course
1: not. <laughs> There's so much to comprehend. So I actually chose Morgan. to go with one of the newer games, because it kind of ties into the old ones, but in terms of character design... I know, right? What a
0: Gets a little warm, but all of a
1: sudden, gnats. go. Kill him! I think you got him. I got him. Good job. Sorry, bug lovers. <laughs> that, it's those video game reflexes. Sorry, bug lovers. <laughs> I don't think anybody's <laughs> loving on gnats. <laughs> so, uh, from Breath of the Wild, I want you to guess what you think I'm going to talk about. I will give you a hint. The character or characters in question do not speak. At least I think they told not Good God! What if I? Oh God! Am I wrong about that? Okay, ignore I'm still it. At my silence. <laughs> let her stew in it for a bit more. Yeah, but I'm. I might be wrong about that.
0: I'm going to go with the different appearances of Ganon.
1: Oh, that was really close. You're on the right track, but no. So because like if, there's
0: the water blight Ganon, there's all these like different yeah, as the game oh, progresses. Man, that would have been
1: a really good thing to talk about. Right? Okay, <laughs> whoops. Yes. Damn Score it. Okay, lead. that's not what I was going to talk about. But that was an excellent guess. Um, actually, Ganon in the context of Breath of the Wild, I think, is like chump change. Okay. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The characters that I want to talk about have to do with one of my first encounters with it slash them, Mm -hmm. in that I like it really was a moment that gave me a much better idea of the scope of Breath of the Wild. So, you know, assuming that you follow kind of the recommended path of Breath of the Wild, you leave the Great Plateau, spoilers, Ed, you leave the Great Plateau, you jump off into what is really Hyrule, Mm -hmm. and presumably, if you're doing what the game kind of tells you to do, you hook a hard right and head east. Well, initially, if you go east... Sure, you can keep going down the path and you can kind of wind through some valleys and ravines and eventually you get to Kekarigo Village. Right, But along the way, there are those two really tall... Peaks that kind of form the head over the path that you're going through. And they're called the Twin Peaks, I think. Mm -hmm. And you can climb either of them. And if you climb one of them and get all the way to the top, I think there's a temple up there. So I did that, of course, because I was like, I know I can climb shit in this game. I'm definitely going up there. So presuming that you actually get to the top of this temple, um, and at the time I had like no health, no stamina. I was just a scrub. I had like twigs for weapons still. It was not not good time. Yeah, using tree branches. Uh, If you stand on top of the mountain and look out to the south, not continuing east or north or west, if you look down to the south, you see this like really green jungle looking area. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to know what's down there. And I was like, well, I have freedom, don't I? And I have this glidey thingy, I can go wherever I want. Absolutely. So I World went Charles. off I went off path. I was a loose cannon link on the edge of a mountain, literally, and then I jumped off of it. So I jump off into this um jungle kind of looking area. It's got like palm trees, it's mm-hmm. very lush mm-hmm. and green. And mm-hmm. I'm just walking around, kinda doing my own thing, and way off in the distance, I see like this arc that's kind of moving but i couldn't quite tell at first i was like what in the shit is that Mm -hmm. and i realized when the arc eventually ended that it was the moving image of a dragon and i didn't see the head of it all i saw was the arc move and eventually go down and i saw the tail come up and disappear onto the horizon as well and i was like If I'm Something all the big. way over here, and that thing is that big on the map, all the way over there, that's got to be a really big thing. And yeah. I was so excited about it. I was like, "Oh my god, okay, I definitely am going over there right now." So like, I struggle bust my way through the, through the through the jungle, through the undergrowth, all the way to the section of the game that I can't remember the name of. So don't worry about it. It's got like waterfalls. Don't worry. Is it
0: like where the like where you go on the way to the Varuda divine beast, like where the, I'm blanking on what they're called. No, the, the species, actually, like no, with the Gerudo, Prince, no, no, with Prince, uh, what's his name? Sidon?
1: No, it's not Prince Sidon. Sidon. Um, and it's also not the Zora domain. Um, okay, Zora, that's yeah, what I was thinking. No, of. it's like, it's. there's nothing really down there except for you know temples and stuff and fun side things. And of course, a giant lightning dragon! Oh. That's what it is! Did you encounter any? I haven't
0: I haven't got that's to the, right, to the lightning right. dragon that's
1: yet. That's okay, so spoilers ahead. <laughs> <That's
0: fine. laughs> this game, so, I'm, I'm okay hearing spoilers on, on I, I got all
1: the way to this area of just waterfalls on waterfalls, and I was like, okay, I know I saw him, like, right about here. But nothing happened. and I was like, "Okay, cool. Um, I guess I'll come back later." Mm. So I went off and did like a bunch of other crap throughout the game, and I never did go back at that time to try and find the lightning dragon again. Even though a few times, if I looked in any direction, I would see like the outline of him way off in the distance, or if I looked all the, all the way up, I might see like a little red squiggle mm-hmm, flying mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. through the air, and I was like, oh, "Someday." I'm I'm gonna get you. And then finally you get to actually Sidon's domain um, and excuse me, Zora's domain. And if you head east of Zora's domain into this, I think it's called like the Highlands or something like that, like the Eastern Islands. And there's a gate. Don't worry about it. You probably didn't get that far. I probably haven't yet. Anyways, if you go through the gate and all the way to the east, you run into a mountain range. And it's like the snow level, basically. And if you get all the way to the top of the mountain on the snow level, what do you encounter but a blighted so like infected with Ganon's I don't know evilness mm. a blighted version of the Lynelru dragon I have which seen this, is the I, blue have seen this. One. I have yeah. seen this Okay I did do this And you have to basically fight it per mm. se and you have to get the blight off of it to free the dragon and so obviously all of this leading to what I wanted to talk about is the character design of the dragons of right. Breath of the Wild because have you seen all of them
0: Not all of them I've you just seen should, the blue one You
1: should just look up some pictures just type in like Breath of the Wild dragons so they are the Elden Dragon. I actually can't remember if this is what the game calls them, but this is how I know them. They're the Lanayru Dragon, the Elden Dragon, and the... I think they maybe don't call it the Furore Dragon. That's what I call it, because in ancient in ancient times, in previous Zelda games, ancient Hyrule. the three God, the three golden goddesses are Lanayru, Din, and uh, F- Furore? Yeah, I think that's right. And they are red, blue, and green, and they are okay. everywhere throughout the game all the time. These and, are really cool looking. Yeah, and this is kind of how the golden goddesses are reflected in Breath of the Wild. Even though they're not technically there and the game never really talks about them, this is a really cool shout out to... Basically, the lore of the Legend of Zelda. And it's design in these dragons that are larger than life and have they're uh, they're massive for starters. Second of all, in order to fight, and that's a big air quotes there, in order to fight them, you have to like launch yourself into the air or jump off of a mountain high enough that you can catch their tailwind. So because they are so far off the ground in most cases, you can't really injure them. Like pretty much the only way you can hurt them is with arrows. Mm -hmm. And even then, you have to still get close enough for your arrows to even make contact. So you often have to either launch off of the ground using your wind for Revali's Gale, Mm -hmm. or you have to jump off of something high enough that you can kind of pew, pew, pew at them. And if you do, like actually manage to do them a little bit of damage, like a scale or a horn, or, you know, a tiny little claw might fall off. And those are really valuable materials. But the dragons are like, fuck off, man, <laughs> get out that? of here. Yeah, it was, oh. Oh, oh, God. a gnat, bam. <laughs> That's exactly what the dragons do. Uh, so not in just in terms of their physical design, which is awesome. They follow that very long serpentine dragon-like design. They have like their little tiny dragon claws and their little arms, and they have these big flowing manes, and most of them have horns. And wherever they go, their element goes with them. So, in the case of Laneru, it's ice. In the case of Ferori, it's lightning. And with uh, Elden, it's fire. And what that means is that when you're flying around them, trying to kind of pew pew with them with your arrows, they've just kind of got these balls of fire, lightning, or ice floating around in the air around them that can just smack into you at any time. So
0: you're trying to fight this dragon or attack the dragon? It. Yeah, you're
1: trying to attack it. It's you're not like, really doing anything. It doesn't. It. Yeah. it doesn't care. It is not worried about you you at all.
0: And so you're doing that all while trying to dodge these clouds of their element.
1: Correct. So most of the way that you can kind of uh, defray that damage is through your armor Mm -hmm. by getting like lightning resistant armor or whatever so that it doesn't insta-kill you in the early game. But what's most fascinating and what I love the most about the dragons is that there will be times in the game where you don't even know a dragon is coming because you're not facing the right direction. You're going somewhere else or you're up on a mountain. And then all of a sudden, and I love this, the wind picks up really strong in the game and you're like, so what's, what's going on here? And then like the tail end of their song will start because they have their own soundtrack in the game. Cool. And it's this really kind of, uh, again, it has that ancient Chinese music influence to it. It's got the, um, I don't think it's a Shami Sen, but it's kind of got that like keening string tone and it's just fan-freaking-tastic mm. that like the wind picks up and then you hear the song and the closer they get, the louder it gets. And then when they fly away again, they take the wind and the music with them. And I just love that entire experience every single time. That's awesome. Even if I'm going one direction and I just happen to catch a dragon out of the corner of my eye, I'll be like, quick detour, everybody. We're going this way real go quick. Just to go be like, hi! <laughs> and just to hear the music and watch them pass and maybe like plink off one little scale mm-hmm. and then go back on my way because I love them so much.
0: So is it possible to fully defeat one of these no, dragons? No, you can't. You just They're, go no. for them to like farm a couple materials Correct. and then, you're, so and then you go on. So actually what they give you... Except for it, the one where you on top of the ice mount that you have to free it from the blight.
1: Yes, so you can kill the blight on Rue, but you can't but kill her. you don't Lanayru. actually kill Correct. Lanayru. Once you basically free her, she's just like, cool, thanks. And that's the part that I can't remember if she talks to you. Mm. She might. I didn't be,
0: <laughs> I haven't freed her yeah. yet. I got to her and was way under equipped for it.
1: It's actually not a hard fight. The difficulty is navigating her tailwind so that you stay in the air when you're trying to like shoot the eyeballs of the blight that's on her while mm. you're in the air.
0: Well, the biggest thing for me was at that point too. I didn't have a lot of great cold weather armor oh, and stuff, so you I'm, tr- fool. I'm fighting. <laughs> well, because I thought I had to go there for something else. Again, this is part of my issue that I've had with really being able to dig into Breath of the Wild is just not understanding where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to be doing. You and me, and bro, we're gonna so- sit
1: down one day and I'm gonna help you <laughs> that
0: should be a stream that we do at <laughs> it some point. Be a and because like I just, that's the thing like I thought I was supposed to go that way for another mission and I get there and I'm here at the early early game and in air quotes and so I feel like oh I should be able to go do this and then I get there and you know I make some recipes so I have some resistance but I'm still just like it it doesn't matter it's so cold up there so that was part of it I'm like okay well I found this I know this is obviously something we got to do but now I got to go back and find some cold resistant clothing and things like that to be able to make even sur- think about surviving up here
1: and that's exactly what you're supposed to do you just gotta keep I know, doing that bro. but
0: i just keep that's <laughs> but that's the thing i just keep running into these things like i feel like i can't complete missions because every mission i try to go do missions i'm like there are no missions okay, sorry, in, i'm just like, kidding there are stories, stories errands whatever
1: it's Arons. like actually errands is probably the most correct word
0: I And mean, i'm trying to collect crickets for a dude exactly. that seems like an errand yes and it is so you know, I go to that, and I feel like I just keep running into this. Oh well, you got to do this before you can do this. So it's like finding the the starting point thread <laughs> that finally allows me to be like, oh, I've got it now. I, I'm still searching for it.
1: Well, that's the that's the whole point of Breath of the Wild. I'm still, I'm still searching, but so still haven't
0: found what I'm looking for. Still
1: haven't found what you're looking for. But the uh, dragons of Breath of the Wild are one of my favorite character designs, potentially throughout the entire Legend of Zelda series. Right. In terms of creatures and things that you can't things that you can kind of interact with but not really they are pretty high up there like they're in Fierce competition with Jabu Jabu from Wind Waker because he's like a big, portly, like angler fish. Yeah. He's so cute, um, and probably like every iteration of the Koroks because they are freaking
0: adorable. The, I do like those when but you pop, they pop the up dragons. You like found
1: me, and, he, my yeah, suit. and it's like
0: <laughs> get out of here. I just want your material. Give me your that money
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like beating up a kid for their lunch money. Nice.
0: So this was actually. This And see, here's where we go, already snowballing on this, because you talking about these dragons reminded me, and talking about their monstrous size and how big they are, reminded me of another serpent character from a video game that came out recently also, and it's the world serpent from God of War.
1: I thought you were going to bring up God of War at some point, because I was like, that game is chock Chock full full. of fantastic creatures. I mean, some of the old ones,
0: too. Like, the old God of Wars, when you're in ancient Greece and everything, great stuff. Like, all the designs of the Titans, especially, there's a whole level, and I believe it's God of War 3. Yeah, it is. It's the very beginning of God of War Three. You are climbing. You are on the back of the of the Titan Gaia as she is climbing Mount Olympus to fight the gods.
1: Good for her, and so you punch those gods in the face, Gaia.
0: <laughs> and but it's like so. It's basically you're riding on the back of what could basically be a mountain anyway, as it's climbing, as she's climbing this mountain, fighting beasts. Those are really well done in that game, as well as the representations of, of all the different gods and everything. Like Ares at the end of God of War One, when he like transforms and has like his spider legs and everything. Oh my god, so cool! Uh, but no, the World Serpent is a very interesting thing because it acts as slight as the mechanism that unlocks the areas for you to explore.
1: Oh, in God okay. of War! It's so your I don't want to get to.
0: I don't want to get this. Isn't very spoiler. I don't want to go into it. But basically, the the world of God of War and what you actually have to explore isn't that big, as far as other open world games. And and honestly, it's not like the typical open world game. Like the really true open world part of it is the Lake of the Nine, which is like the central hub, and it's this big lake that you just sail around. You and you and uh, Atreus, and. Trevor, gotcha. Trevor.
1: No, you changed it. It used to be Travis. Oh, was it Travis? Travis before. Oh, dang it. Well, he's Trevor Trevor now. (laughs) And so
0: you just go around in all this area. But the thing is, the Lake of the Nine is encircled by the World Serpent, which is this massive, massive snake. And it can speak to you in this old tongue and everything like that. And it's as it goes parcel on tongue,
1: that's but from then, Harry Potter. <laughs> <get them out. laughs> and so
0: as you go on with this and the game goes on, like I said, the, the area isn't that big as, as opposed to other bigger games. But as the game progresses and you progress through the story, the World Serpent will move and shift, which lowers the level of the Lake of the Nine and allows you to go on to other areas to explore within the Lake of the Nine that were previously un, uh, previously blocked off to you. And so I think that's a very interesting mechanic. The design of the World Serpent is really cool, too. He's got, I mean, just massive. You can, like, up. see him. Whichever direction you turn, you see his body just resting on these mountains, and you just get this incredibly... You just get a sense of how incredibly huge it is. And so as – and then I just love – and that's really it that I had about it. It's just, again, this really huge serpent, but I love how they connected the size of the serpent to be the gatekeeper to exploring new things. And I thought that was a really interesting mechanic just being – other than just being like a, a uh, invisible wall. Where it's like, oh, you can't go here?
1: He is an ugly mofo. <laughs> yeah, he <it> really is. <laughs> he is not pretty. Like no, no. He's
0: got like algae or yeah, something hanging he, off of him makes it look like he's got a yeah, beard going on.
1: <laughs> well, from for his pro, in profile, he's more Your Profile
0: handsome, is better. But straight, really straight cool on. Looking, though. <laughs> but like, also, like very obviously Norse-influenced in yes. his design. Especially when you do see it from the side. It does look... Uh, like Norse runic drawings of serpents and things like that. It's a really cool interpretation. Yeah. That game's great because again, it gave this whole new area and whole new world in the God of War series that we haven't seen, you know, and honestly too, like the, I feel like the Norse world is not one that's been explored greatly in video games. There aren't a ton. And so it's, it's cool to see a new fresh take on it. Well, I say that, but then as soon as God of War came out, I feel like I saw started seeing them everywhere like Hellblades and was Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Another great game. Can we talk about like Val Robin? Oh,
1: yeah. His design is so, so cool. Good. I mean, I know it's super early game, but Val Robin was honestly like a highlight of that game. It was game one of the best me. parts of the game. Because he's like this creepy, almost scarecrowish bird like creature. Like raven man. Thing. Yeah, like he has a really uh, large raven head. And just the fact that you only kind of see him in glimpses from afar Mm -hmm. at first that really adds to his the feel of his character as being this kind of just out of reach insidious element because right. you know he's bad news like there's no way he's gonna roll up to you once you get to the end and be like yo you beat all my trials good job here's a stamp for your passport go and on then when your you way actually
0: do fight him he's still very mysterious and flying. Yeah. he like disappears from view and he uses those two sickles yeah to like, to, like his oh weapons. he's brutal and his, his spin Dash attack, yeah, that like he does? when he like drills like at you? through yeah. the air. Oh, it's oh, crazy!
1: Really He's crazy. a really cool character from that game. Probably one of my favorites, oh, really.
0: Yeah. But another one that I want to touch on from God of War, a character you never actually see, but another des- of how they chose to design this character: the
1: specter of Kratos's guilt.
0: No, it's the it's the.
1: No, not quite. But that's
0: close. <laughs> it is the mother.
1: Oh, okay. Kratos' wife and, trace is, and Trace's mom. Travis.
0: <laughs> I think I just inhaled that gnat. Oh, God. <laughs> it came back.
1: You ate him. Ugh. If it makes you feel any better, I think I ate at least two gnats when I was uh, roller skating the other day. <laughs> yeah, just swallow okay. him down. It's extra, right, protein. extra protein. Extra <laughs> protein. Gross. Um, because
0: and and Faye is her is the character's name. And but you only see the only physical time you see Faye is when Kratos is carrying her body wrapped in burial cloth uh, right. onto a pyre to be burned. And after that though, you just know she's this guiding character throughout the game. Obviously the impetus for your quest in the game. Again, this game's new. I don't want to, you know, although we are getting on it's close to it's 1 year anniversary. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't been able to get into it. But still how They continue with the mother is obviously referring to her in story and Kratos talking about her, Atreus talking about her. But the main thing of how she's represented in the game, one of the main ways I should say how she's represented in the game is through music.
1: Oh yeah, okay. So gotcha. uh,
0: Really, what I would say to people to go look up and listen to is are the tracks specifically like Ashes or Memories of Mother? Those are both excellent ones because there's this one particular motive. I'm not even going to try to do it because it's it's sang by Aover. I believe I'm saying her name correctly. This uh, Scandinavian singer who is incredible. I've listened to some of her stuff that's not not part of the soundtrack world, just her musical albums. She is so good. Gosh. Uh, so you should check her out. But just how you can feel the emotion in her voice as she's singing these incredibly... It's like you listen to it, it gives you goosebumps. But I just really love how that that's how Corey Barlow decided to be because it could have been... Apparitions or, or visions that Kratos had, like she just ap- kind of appeared to him, you know, it's God of War, it's mythology, like that happens. In the older games, Athena ap- appears to Kratos all the time. And so, you know, different things like that. That's how they could have done that with, with Faye but instead Cory Barlog and everything made the the decision to represent her mostly through music and I think that was really well that's
1: a really cool idea so
0: it was it was an interesting interesting play I would say right on But but yeah the new God of War especially is fraught with excellent examples of some good character design all the main characters are excellent um yeah, I could go more to that one, but I don't want to. For I people feel who like the word
1: "fraught" implies that like it's a bad amount of things. What about like bursting at the seams? There we go. That's better. <laughs> better word. Yours was more artistic, but I was like "fraught." Hmm, that makes it sound bad. A plethora. A plethora, indeed. Of
0: excellent. Character a cornucopia.
1: Ah, excellent. Excellent. Choice. Anyways, so we've been getting a lot of um, kind of more. Uh, thoughtful? character designs between the two of us, I do kind of briefly want to shift gears to one that is, hey, I like these character designs for no other reason than how they look. So Okay, so that's and my next one too. Yeah, so so we can kind of switch gears here. So this is kind of, a, it's a game series that I have not personally played in many, many years. I think originally it came out for the GameCube, I want to say. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think the series might be older in Japan, question mark, but I don't... I, I obviously have no exposure to it before it came to the West. It's uh, the Poyo series, mm. so I didn't play the one on GameCube, which I think was the I think was Poyo Pop Fever. But eventually, they either made a sequel or ported Poyo Pop Fever to the DS. Which, first of all, what a perfect game for the DS because the way that it works. If anybody doesn't know what Poyo Pop is, it is basically like. Tetris, but not really. Mm. So you've got these little things called Poyos and they're basically little jelly monsters. I want you to see them. They're so cute. They're not even really monsters. They're just critters, uh, but they are absolutely adorable. And even kind of on their own, you feel like they have a little bit of personality because they're not all the same. Look at, look at those little Poyos. So these are what... Also, I'm
0: going to need you to send me all these pictures. Yeah, so these I can...
1: are what Poyos look like. okay. Oh, they're just okay, I've little seen jelly monsters. They're like blobs basically. And there's a purple one one a yellow one a red one and a blue Oh, yellow, purple, red, blue, green. Mm-hmm. There's five of them. And even though they're just little jelly blobs, like the slant of their eyes is where all of their character comes from. Like the yellow one kind of has this really happy expression on its face. Its mm-hmm. whole body is its face. The purple one looks really pissed off. He's like man, I hate doing this. The red one looks <laughs> angry, of course. Yeah. The green one is just like, I'm just happy to participate. And the, the blue one is like, oh man, guys, oh, I think this is a good idea. And it's like there's So similar but they're On their own they're so unique So even the Poyos themselves are absolutely Adorable but where the game really shines in terms of characterization is the actual characters. So here's kind of the catalog. So this is Amity. She's one of the OGs from Poyo Pop Fever. This is actually her redesign from Poyo Poyo Tetris. Okay. Another fantastic game. And this is just sort of to give you a little bit of an eye. First of all, this website is really well designed. This is Arlie. Okay. She's super adorable too. Basically. Like, you know, so so you probably know what anime characters look like. Yes. These characters look like that to a certain extent, but they are a more cartoon version than just anime characters mm-hmm. because anime often looks at least a little bit more realistic. These characters have a bit, you can scroll down to like, go through the entire, yeah, just click oh, on the oh different, wow, so many. right, what a well-designed website for starters, uh, they're Super like childishly designed because it's a really adorable, bright, colorful, fun poppy game. It's called Boyo Pop for a reason, right? So these characters have a lot of pop and a lot of zazzle to them. Very, they are very, very extremely colorful. colorful and they are made more bold. I think in the saturation of their color level and the fact that they have those super defined black outlines. Mm -hmm. I feel like that bold outline always gives characters such an extra oomph when you're looking at them. And especially in a game like Puyo Pop, you don't see the characters most of the time. Like, they're usually just a little mini icon in the top corner of the page as you're doing your Puyo Pop battles. But every now and then when you do like a super move or when you win and the victory or defeat screen comes up, they have all of these different, you know, poses and lines and voice lines that they say that just add to their characterization as these just... Freaking adorable characters. And that's honestly part of the draw of Poyo Pop to me. People are like, oh, well, there's Tetris 99 now. And I'm like, but is it cute? <laughs> is it cute? Because if it's not, then I'll stick to Poyo Poyo Tetris. Thank you. So the character design of uh, Poyo, the Poyo series in general, has just gotten so clean and so well defined. And there's really not any character that I can say I don't like. I adore them all. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe that. Bear. I don't like the bear.
0: Don't like the bear. No, not a fan of the bear. He's, no, he's pretty ugly. So, so this not while not the one that I was going to originally talk about, but for a very similar reason of what you were talking about with these characters, and especially with the hard black lines and everything like that. Another game that springs to mind because of that is the Borderlands series which looks oh, like yeah. very detailed graphic novel Yeah,
1: look. yeah, yeah. The
0: Borderlands characters especially, and I remembered one of the bigger bosses from the original Borderlands, Sledge, that I really liked fighting gives you this really cool shotgun after you defeat him.
1: Who but doesn't want a really cool shotgun? He kind
0: of looks like an armored minotaur, basically.
1: Oh, gosh. But just
0: in that game, and like oh, how my. they define like six packs of characters like on the psychos and everything like that. I
1: like the... Uh- Jagged teeth that are drawn onto his face. Yeah, <laughs> not his face. His like helmet.
0: Right. Yeah, that one's a really good one. That one's really good. And then tiny. Oh, is her name Tiny Tina?
1: I believe. Oh, that's such a cute.
0: She's name. a really. I, is I she tiny,
1: her. or is it a misnomer? Uh, is she actually on, the size so, tiny... of the Hulk?
0: I might. Hit, oh, whoops. that's oh, not it.
1: Oh, yep. Don't worry. I'll. Oh, that's not you. who I'm
0: thinking of. But there is a character named Tiny Tina. Uh, but again. Just the character design of of these games especially is very vast because everybody's it's been a while since I played a Borderlands game, but like they're just it's it's this very they're not like I guess you could call them mutants esque. Oh esque. Okay. Because it does take place in space, like, like aliens, but they're like they're humans, like Tiny Tina's a a a more Aww. of a human, but just like a smaller girl character. I like
1: her off-brand Hello Kitty apron. Yeah, see. <laughs> but then
0: no, that's not who I'm thinking of. Uh I think she's in Borderlands too. Anyway uh, but still, it's just the the. And then claptrap. Claptrap is a great character from Borderlands. Claptrap. He's a little robot. Not he runs like around. He that. rolls around on just a wheel. But and but he's very. He, he even has a voice line that he's just because he talks really chipper and upbeat even when things are really bad. But he's just like one of his voice lines that I may be not getting it cor- exactly correct. But he's just like don't let my chipper. Ext- my chipper sound distract you. I'm actually terrified and dying inside, you know, and just things like that. And so he's a really fun character. Borderlands has a great cast of characters for a lot of different reasons, but the main one that I would did want to talk about due to just look alone.
1: I think I know who you're going to say. I okay. Yes. You it, had me
0: guess for Zelda. This is for- it
1: handsome? Jack.
0: No, dang! Oh I no, no! I'm sure. moving away from Borderlands.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we were still talking about Borderlands. No, sorry, I'm All moving right. away. So go ahead with your guesses, then I will guess accordingly.
0: Okay, so it's another. Se- I haven't talked about this series in a lot in a, in a while. I've only played two of the g- games, but the two most recent versions in- installations. Most recent version. It's been a couple years, though. I think the most recent one came out in 2016.
1: 2016.
0: He never asked for this.
1: Metal Gear Solid?
0: No. Oh, dang it. I thought for Good sure. Good guess, I had, though.
1: thought for sure I had it that time. He never asked for this. The Last of Us? No. Yeah, I, it's older than that. Um, yes. Give me another hint.
0: Okay. Okay, well, this is one of the reasons that I like him, so I'll give this one to you. He wears all black.
1: He wears all black.
0: I never asked for this.
1: Oh, count, count, chocolate, Batman. No. Oh, God. that did sound very Batman. <laughs> that did sound very Batman I never, huh? Gosh, where's all black? Never asked for this.
0: Set in the future.
1: Set in the future. I have no idea.
0: Adam Jensen from. Deus Ex, Human Revolution, and Deus Ex,
1: Man kind of I, like I never would have guessed that. It, like, uh, I, like I, I said, I haven't talked about have. it in a very long time. Uh, he's the main character, right? Uh, main character. He does look cool. He is so cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's got like the cool facial hair and like the cool sideburns. Like, yeah, the pointy side like Sideburns. 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 He's got these two barns on his face. <laughs> he's got the
0: like built-in retractable sunglasses. Oh, uh, they're like, pretty into cool. his face. Yeah, yeah. He's got the huge trench coat. And I love it. That look, he's just like when he's out investigating and you're walking around. That is the like the look of Adam Jensen that I like. When you get into combat missions and everything, he usually he takes the trench coat off and he's just in his like suit, which is really though like because of the events in the in Human Revolution, like he's like three quarters machine at this point. Right. So you see, his like really cool, like chest armor that he has. His arms are obviously completely robotic and augmented out. But that was is what's so cool about Adam Jensen. And the main thing about, and one of the main appeals for me with the human, with the Deus Ex Human Revolution and Mankind Divided games, is that how much the character design of having these augmentations plays into the game, and that's where you get your customizations, your unlocks, your skill trees are all applied into this. So it's a very core mechanic of the game. Right. But you know, as you go, he you has these blades that can like sling out of his arms from like the el- like they come out of his his forearms, but go like to his elbows and stuff like that. But he can like use them to, like stab or like they even come out the front too. So I call those crowd like elbows. It's pretty cool. Because anytime That's what you're I tell Sam to time, make
1: your way through a crowd. Throwing get your,
0: bows. Get your, get your That's cr- what I tell Sam. Throwing bows. I'm, I'm throwing bows. <laughs> bows trying to make my way. But his whole aesthetic is just sleek. It's It's stealthy. And it's really cool.
1: His character design and really kind of the look of him in particular, but the look of Deus Ex has always really strongly reminded me of the Ghost in the Shell series. I can see that. He would fit right in. Like if you took his Deus Ex design and just plopped him right into the styling of Ghost in the Shell, he would fit right in. Because I mean, honestly
0: adam jensen as a whole he does have some anime qualities to his design especially like the more pointed facial hair yeah and the point, and he's the very angular the very, yes and so i really love that about it plus he's got that deep gravelly voice that i tried to imitate but came out sounding more like batman yeah. and so nice.
1: <laughs> what's his name christopher nolan
0: yeah the the like the, the, the christopher christian nolan
1: bale uh, yes the, from, the, from the christopher nice nolan christian bat. bale yeah, yeah, yeah. This swear this
0: to did. me yeah.
1: <laughs> like bro chill out he's got so much <laughs> angst
0: but anyway the adam jensen character is is an incredibly well done one because he does have that he just has this gravitas about him because i think of how his costume makes him both stand out but and be just this very like you see him and you're like i don't want to fuck with that guy
1: he shops at Hot Topic.
0: <laughs> yes, he has a membership.
1: He has he's a membership. part of, of their discount club. <laughs> oh, he's indeed. going
0: there. He's ca- he's snatching up the, the uh, exclusive Funkos that you can buy there. He's just going to town. Hot Topic. But anyway, he still though puts this really cool, awesome vibe. It's awesome, especially with how the game goes, and you can have these skill trees because in this one you can get these points to unlock things, but you can't unlock everything. So you have to choose specific paths with how you want to go and how you want him to be able to perform with all of his different augmentations. And so, you know, multiple playthroughs mean you could have different versions of Adam Jensen. Of course. And so that allows for some really cool ways and you get to see all of his powers. And especially as you rank up and start getting some really sick and nasty skills, it gets awesome. And I really love him. But so, though, I want to draw a parallel because one of his coolest points I did just say is his trench coat. And I'm going to jump now into a character who I think does have for some, for what his character is and who he's supposed to be, has some very poor character design.
1: Poor character design? You're that...
0: not going to get this one.
1: Okay, never mind. Go, on I go ahead, I maybe have then.
0: talked about this one one time. Cool. And in sh- passing.
1: Oh, wait. Mr. X from the newest Resident Evil game?
0: No. But he does have a good trench He does trench have coat a too. trench coat. <laughs> but no. This, this character is Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs. Oh,
1: I have no idea who that is. So, yeah. <laughs> this one takes
0: place... Aiden Pierce is this uh, secretive hacker who like can basically he's what he's part of this of this uh, dead sec is what it's called is this organization that's just comprised of hackers.
1: He sounds like a real tryhard. I'm going to go on ahead and say
0: I liked Watch Dogs a lot. But What's this Aiden, Aiden Pierce Pierce P.E.A.R.C. Oh,
1: I got gotcha. you. OK.
0: And so on the design, when you see him. And when you pull this up in viewers watching, when you see him, you're like, okay, cool. Wearing the baseball hat. He's got the big trench coat, which is really cool color because it's like leathery, but then also has like the yellow interior on the inside. I do it like looks the yellow really interior. cool. It looks really cool. But then here's the thing about him. And if I remember correctly, you can unlock other outfits and things for him to wear in the game, but that's his base one. And that's what I'm going off of. He's supposed to be this like hidden in the shadows, you know, unseen figure. Of a of a hacker does everything you know remotely on his phone. Like that's one of the really cool things about this game is like how you can be in a car chase and driving away, like either running from police or other bad guys, and you can hack a a traffic light and make it go to red, so the other one goes green, and you can like create all these obstacles or or raise like road barriers as you're driving by them. It's really cool mechanic. But you're doing all this stuff, and you're supposed to be hiding. You're trying to hide from the law. You're trying to hide from this organization that's trying to hunt you down. Yet. Your character is in a very obvious massive trench coat. Like what I the, feel like that so sticks out.
1: Uh, for context, what do the other people in this game dress like? Like it's normal people. So they don't dress like him. No okay because i was thinking that maybe he was hiding in plain sight air yeah, quotes no. like being like oh i'm just a normal dude at the mall most of the people you're
0: walking around are wearing jeans hoodies okay baseball gotcha. caps I you gotcha. know all this different stuff and he's running Nothing around says in this
1: criminal big, like a face mask that covers your mouth that covers your nose. R- i
0: mean he doesn't wear that all the time <laughs> oh okay. he's only doing that when he is doing mi- well, wearing that when he is doing missions but still no that's but that's my point though when he d- is like walking like you can just like leave a mission area basically you just like escape from people police are still like kind of looking for you and you're just walking around and nobody's like maybe this dude with the trench coat you look know this what I mean?
1: suspicious character over here gotcha.
0: exactly so it like it kind of <laughs> stuck out as like in an interesting parallel because i love the trench coat aspect and look of adam jensen but, but on aiden pierce i'm like this doesn't fit he's
1: not dressed for the job exactly like i mean I he gotcha. is in the
0: fact that i guess he gives in this secretive air where he can like hide behind his baseball cap and pop his collar on his trench coat and hide in the shadows but still
1: what a loser
0: <laughs> like he should yeah they could have they could have found something else better to do to do it and they did fix that I believe in Watchdogs 2 they have a different main character in Watch Dogs 2 Marcus I believe is his name but he's dressed just like normal So like I feel like – I don't know if they actually received backlash being like, this doesn't make sense or it's just a different design choice that they went so that the characters wouldn't too closely parallel each other. Right on. But still. So that was one that kind of stuck out in my head as a bad character design, I would say. I got you. But again, overall, I like the game. Just that that kind of stuck out to me so that pretty much wraps up our discussion on character design obviously we would love to know some of your favorite examples of character design from games you've played or just games you've seen so let us know what those are by sending us an email teamchatpockets gmail.com commenting below the video and such or contacting us through social media we'd love to hear from you also or you could do it on our discord by joining that link is in the description below but before we go we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight which Mogan has prepared for us this week so, hit me with that tune.
1: of course, it's got to be one from Poyo Poyo Tetris, a super ah. fun and poppy game, and you're going to get hit in the face, slapped in the face, was with this super fun and poppy and delightful song. I'm excited. So, the song is "Welcome to Poyo Tetris," naturally, and it is by composer Hideki Abe. Mm,
0: fun, fun. We listened to this before. It was a great, catchy tune. It does. It's it's very it's peppy. Very peppy. I love it. Brace it's yourself. Very, very, very lighthearted. If fills you with want
1: joy. to have a bad mood today. Don't listen to this because it will pep you up.
0: Immediately pep Immediately. you up. Immediately. Bring smile to your face. Sunshine all around.
1: Like the yellow poyo. There we go.
0: Boom. So, what is it? Welcome to Poyo Tetris. Tetris. Welcome
1: to Poyo Tetris. Poyo Tetris. Welcome to Poyo Tetris. Two exclamation points. Boom. Boom. There it is. So, listen to that after the
0: close of the episode, which is pretty much now until next time everyone i'm one of your hosts jared wilson joined by rachel Morgan. adios we'll see you all next week for another great gaming to- topic so come back and see us why don't you until next time stick around for the song